the house of wellness thanks to chemist warehouse get go healthy at your local chemist warehouse great savings every day welcome back to the house of wellness our number 131873 gq zoe you are here to answer anybody's questions whether it's about one of our topics today or Mm -hmm. anything health related that is what we're here for so give us a call right now and we'll get to those in a moment but first Occupational hearing loss is one of the most common yet preventable diseases, with over a million Aussies estimated to be exposed to hazardous noise in their workplace. Joining us on the line is Karen Hirschhausen, Principal Audiologist at Hearing Australia. Good morning and welcome to the show, Karen. Uh, Good morning. Thanks for having me on today. Thank you. Such an important topic that I don't think is spoken about enough, but what are some of the noisiest jobs that can cause concern for hearing loss? Yeah, so some of them are quite obvious, um, such as the mining industry and the construction industry and people who work in the music industry. Um, some of the maybe less obvious ones would be airport ground staff or even the emergency department staff can be at risk. They can be quite noisy environments. And some classrooms actually get really high in noise as well. So even teachers can be at a bit of a risk. It's quite interesting, obviously, because, you know, it's a slow decline when it comes to hearing loss and it's a very isolating environment as well. But how long on average would you say does it take for a person to realise that they're having this noise-induced hearing loss? Yeah, it can actually take people quite a long time to um, both notice that they've got a hearing loss because it is a a slow decline, as you just mentioned, um, but then to actually do anything about it. And we found that it's usually somewhere between seven to ten years where people have been mm. living with some degree of hearing loss before they sort of take any action. Karen, I continue to be amazed that in Australia we don't rate hearing as a as part of the health decline that can happen. So we screen for so many different issues, but we don't have a national screening program for ear health, do we? No, not for adults generally. We do for the newborn babies. Sure. Um, we do screen all of our newborn babies, but mm-hmm. adults, no, they're, they're really left to their own devices mm. as far as getting their hearing checked. So, um, we do really want to encourage people to, to consider it as a general health check, absolutely. So in your patient profile, um, if of a 1,000 or so people you might see a month, what, what is the profile of people you actually see that come into your clinics? Yeah, generally um, hearing loss is is age-related as well as noise-induced related. So uh, the older you get, um, the more likely you are to develop a hearing loss. So generally people over the age of 65 have a a higher chance of a hearing loss. And anybody who has worked in those noisy environments do have a higher risk of developing hearing loss as well. And obviously it's all about processes and putting things in place as early as you possibly can as well. But but how important is early detection? Yeah, it's really vital because once we know that there is a, a hearing loss there, we can put strategies into place to sort of make sure that that hearing loss doesn't get any worse, especially if you are in a noisy environment. So we, we do really want people to be aware of it early on, put those strategies into place because once you do lose your hearing, um, you can't get it back. Karen, there was a study out of Harvard about a month ago that was completed here in Australia as well, which showed that um, progressive hearing loss increases your risk of dementia. If ever there is a reason to have a hearing check right now, make an appointment this week, is that 
it's been shown that if I mean we know the ravages of dementia, uh, the isolation is a huge health risk. Risk. So, uh, what else can we do to encourage people to get their ears checked? Yeah, we can encourage people that whenever they think about getting their eyes checked, um, to maybe have their hearing checked as well. Um, whenever they go in to see their GP, just make it part of your, your routine conversation with your GP um, about where do I get a hearing check done. Uh, we do free hearing checks for people all the time, so you can always come into a Hearing Australia office and get that hearing check done. So we'd like to think of it as, as an annual-type review, um, get a check every year, and then that way we can, we can detect if anything's happening quite early on then. You've got some safety measures that people with nausea jobs should put in place. Now, there's about nine. Could you give us, you know, your top two or three? Yeah, absolutely. My top one is always wear appropriate hearing protection, such as earmuffs or earplugs, but wearing them properly as well. So making sure that the earplugs are in place properly and that the earmuffs as well are in place properly. That's my number one. Um, Number two would probably be... um, having some noise reduction mufflers added to equipment where it was possible Um, and really just knowing what the safety guidelines and procedures are in your workplace um, is really important as well. It's such important information, Karen. I really appreciate you sharing that with us. There is a prevention toolkit. So if you guys are interested, anyone listening here, you just simply go to www.hearing.com.au. And if you've got any parting words uh, for us in regards to this, Karen, w- w- what should people do now? Uh, they should really um, be aware that noise does have an impact on their hearing, not just occupational noise, but recreational noise as well. Um, so once you're aware that noise does have an impact on your hearing, um, that's great. And then have those regular checks. So talk to your GP or talk to your audiologist um, about having those regular hearing checks done. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us, Karen. Have an amazing day. We're going to jump into some of your calls now. Let's go to Shane from Malvern. Good morning, Shane. Hello, Shane. Uh, good morning, guys. Um, I uh, got a damaged shoulder, um, the bicep tendon and the both um, pecs and uh, by uh, by, um, uh, the spinatus torn. Um, If I aggravate it or do something physical, which is my work, I am such a pain. um, And I don't want to take heavy painkillers. I take like an ibuprofen and a a Panadol thing. Is there anything else I could take? Well, the ibuprofen, uh, paracetamol has no role to play, Shane, but the ibuprofen's a a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, probably the safest of all of them. Make sure you take them after food. So are you? is this on your right-hand side, which is your occupational um, side? Have you thought of transferring a bit of the hard work onto your left-hand side or vice versa? I'm I'm actually left-handed and... My shoulder got injured, yes. and my actual right, my right side is now a lot stronger. Good. Um, it happened, you know, 2016. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so what, what we do now, Shane? Yeah. Look, we put into we put some anti-inflammatory activity behind the whole thing just to settle it down. So here's the list: turmeric, powerful anti-inflammatory. Take a high dose once or twice a day, depending on the brand. Fish oil, powerful anti-inflammatory. Once or twice a day, high essential fatty acid, um, 
content. And the last thing at night before you go to bed to relax all the tension that you've built up, magnesium. So there's the three, turmeric, fish oil and magnesium, the classic combination trio of anti-inflammatory activity. And another thing you also might want to take into consideration is collagen. So you can actually supplement with collagen powders, but where you find them nutritionally is in things like bone broth as well. So if you can actually add some of these ingredients, I mean, I love just, you know, as an afternoon snack, I'll just put a tablespoon of a good quality bone broth and sip on that as well. But you can add it into soups, you can add it into stock, and it really does enhance the flavor. But there's so many great ways you can actually support that collagen production um, and that connective tissue by adding things like collagen into your diet. Thank you so much for giving us a call Shane we'll get to more call shortly 131873 that's coming up on the House of Wellness you're listening to the House of Wellness right across Australia thanks to Chemist Warehouse the home of real brands and real savings say bye bye to belly bloat with Caruso's fluid away tablets with dandelion leaf it's traditionally used in western herbal medicine to reduce abdominal bloating and temporarily relieve mild fluid retention 30 or 60 tablets available from Chemist Warehouse or with Caruso's 100% money back guarantee always read the label and follow the directions for use T's and C's apply website for details. Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day.